Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my new podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. And in Matthew 5, 14, 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. So today we will be talking about storms. Are you focused on the wind or the waves? The wind will carry you. The waves can either carry you or bury you. I'm going to just let that sit right there for just a moment. Because that title, this whole title just kind of messed me up a little bit. Um, I didn't even really think about wind and waves and what could happen in that. And so I did a little background research because I like to do that before I begin to talk about whatever topic God has given me for the week. Now, I had actually prepared something different. But then my spirit just was not settled with that. It was like it was not coming together. And I was just like, okay, this is not what I'm supposed to talk about this week. Okay, Lord, what am I going to talk about? And at the last minute, I began to work on this, which I had already had it wrote down. And I knew at some point I would be covering it, but I just didn't know when I would be covering it. And so it was interesting because our church... um, the Elevation Worship team released their video for Walk on Water. And I was like, "Woo, okay, I'm right in the right vein. Um, And so that was like a confirmation for me. And then today it's raining and I'm like, wow, okay, Lord, you really have a sense of humor when it comes down to different things. So let's just jump right on in. The wind represents the Holy Spirit and resistance. Remember that. Holy Spirit and resistance. You know, anytime your natural man is bucking up against your spirit man, the Holy Spirit, there's resistance. So when you're going through things, when life happens, we tend to put up resistance. Why? Because It's not something that we really want to deal with at that particular moment, no matter what it is. Now, last week, I kind of shared with you all a little bit about a situation between my son and I, and it wasn't really about me wanting my way in that situation. It was me wanting him to see that I really meant no harm. I wanted him to see that I really had his back and had his best interest at hand. And sometimes, no matter how much you could want a thing for someone else, it isn't until they go through whatever it is that they have to go through before they recognize and realize that, hey, this is what my mom or this is what so-and-so was trying to tell me a long time ago, but I just, I, I wouldn't listen. I couldn't hear, you know, so they put up a resistance. So anytime you're trying to give good information, you're trying to do the right thing, 
there's always going to be some level or form of resistance that takes place. Why? Because the person's ear and heart is not open to receive. Transparent moment. I'm good for it. When I tell you that if it's something that's going on with me and let's just say life, this pandemic, I'm going to use the example of the fact that when we went into quarantine mode, my anxiety went up 20 notches. I had not had any issues with anxiety in this capacity until we were put in lockdown mode where we were told you can't leave your house unless you're going out for basic necessities. And it was just a difference in between me saying, oh, today I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to chill out at the house versus someone saying you cannot leave your house. Total difference, right? And so wind is air in motion. Wow. Okay, so... We know it exists, even though we can't see it, but we can feel it. It's no different, right? No different than the Holy Spirit. We can't see him, but we know he exists, right? So it's produced by the uneven heating of the earth's surface by the sun. There are two factors necessary to specify wind. That's speed and direction. And when you have life happening That can determine how fast or how slow you get through it and what direction God will take you in it. And a lot of times when there's resistance taking place, that's because we're trying to hurry up and get through it. And instead of embracing where God has us. So I had learned in this time of quarantine to just say, "Okay, Lord, what is it that I need to learn in this? Because clearly I, I ain't got nothing but time on my hands. Can't go nowhere. Um, I'm stuck in the house with my nephew and my sister and we're in a, we're in an apartment. Yes, we have space, but it's a confined space. And so when you have a limited amount of space where you are, and it just felt like everything was closing in on me. So I put up a lot of resistance day in and day out. And it didn't even matter how it was impacting them. Because at that particular time, the only thing I could think about was what I was dealing with. And so that's usually what we do, basically. And so if I haven't learned anything else during this pandemic, I've learned that this is a process. I don't have to be in a hurry to get through the process. Let me learn what I need to learn so I don't have to go back in this direction, right? So... The wind can change direction and speed based on how the low and high pressure move and the strength of each system. When that happens, there are several things that could take place. You have gust, turbulence, friction, which all three of these can force the wind to change speed and direction. If it's strong enough, it can blow or remove obstacles. So when you resist what God is trying to do, he will allow the wind to remove those things and people that will keep you off track or out of focus for where he's trying to take you. Here we go. Speed and direction. You have the Holy Spirit and resistance, right? And so when you're putting up resistance, 
there's turbulence, friction. I don't know about you, but you have you ever been on an airplane and been in the air and they you've experienced some turbulence? Okay, well, it's the same thing. So gust tends to put a lot of force behind the wind, which can cause leaves to pick up and cause your car to blow, you know, to kind of rock um, if it's heavy enough. Um, or if it's going fast enough and interestingly enough. So when God is trying to get us to see the direction that he's trying to take us in, a lot of times we're resisting. Why? Because whatever it is that we're dealing with at that particular time, we don't want to deal with it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want nobody talking to us about it. I have a pet peeve. So if I'm going through something, the last thing I want somebody coming and telling me is, is girl, just, you know, keep the faith, you know, just trust God. That is a pet peeve because I know the word and I'm not saying that I don't trust the Lord. I'm struggling at that particular moment. And sometimes we can be very insensitive to a person or situation at that particular time. And we think that, you know, we're doing them some good by trying to encourage them. But sometimes you really hurting or making the situation even more worse than what it already is. Why? Because that person is going to put up some form of resistance. They ain't going to hear you and they're not going to receive from you. And I'm guilty of both, Um, especially when you know, I'm hurting. Um, the situation with my son was a very hurtful situation. And it wasn't because I don't want those things for him. It was because I wanted him to make sure before you make a decision that is that big in your life, such as marriage and kids, make sure that you understand what you're getting into. Make sure you understand the covenant. Make sure you understand that there are certain things that have to be in place. You will want those things in place. Why? Because you don't want to enter into a covenant with someone and you got all this drama, all these problems, all these issues. Why? Because you really did not take the time to assess where you were, where you really prepared mentally, emotionally to take on a covenant with someone because now your life has changed. Well, most don't even know. My son is in the military. Wasn't my choice. And with everything that's going on right now, I promise you, I wouldn't have never encouraged him to go in this direction, especially with everything that's been going on with this pandemic, not to mention racism. He's a young black man. And so now he's in the military and it has been his experience thus far. He's in AIT school. His experience thus far has been a little challenging for him. And so I just really, as a mother, you know, you don't want to see your kids hurting. And there's nothing that I can really do for him at this point because the military has him. You know, well, we know God has him. But the military, he signed up for that. So that means he agreed to whatever their terms were. And so I just really wanted him to get acclimated in his lifestyle change first. And so we have been going back and forth about certain things tied to this situation. And for me, it was just 
like this pandemic. It just felt like it was a never ending thing. This storm between me and him is just like, okay, do I risk the relationship with my son? You know, um, all because he wants to make his own decisions. I want him to make his own decisions. But at the same time, use wisdom when you're making those decisions. Because as a parent, that's my job to make sure that I give him the best information so he can make the best decisions in his life. And there was resistance on both sides. Um, And I knew that my words, my actions could change the direction. So what started to happen with the in the resistance, his direction, instead of coming towards me to say, you know, hey, mom, you know, I really appreciate your word, your help. You know, um, thank you for that. It was just it has felt like he's been going in the opposite direction. Why? Because there's resistance. Right. So I'm trying to get him to go in the direction towards me and towards God but he's going in the opposite direction and so that's what I mean by the wind can the speed of it can change the direction of it and so ideally you know it's a storm that is his storm that he'll have to get through it isn't my storm you know um because I'm not in what he's in right now. And so I thought it was interesting that God would give me a topic such as this, because I never thought how, where it would come into play at, where I would be talking about wind and waves. Um, And so let me just go ahead and go. Now the waves represents, and these were things that I came up with distractions it could be things or people wilderness what are you doing where are you going you know a lot of people don't like to be in the wilderness so when you're in the wilderness you know there's a waiting period none of us like to wait myself included um we're not seeking god on what is it that he's trying to talk to us about in this place of where it it just seems like it's like you just you're walking around in the same and moving in the same direction repeatedly repeatedly just and and feel like you're not going anywhere you're not getting any answers it doesn't feel like you can hear the lord it's not like he you don't feel like he's talking to you even though god is always talking the problem is is that if you don't sit still long enough you're gonna miss what he's saying that means you're going to miss the direction that he wants to take you in, right? Um, seasons. Know what season you're in. So seasons could be what I learned um, after writing my book some years back was that a season could be a day. It could be a week. It could be a month. It could be a year. Um, relationships, right or wrong, impacts your focus, impacts the direction that you will go in when you have the right relationship then you put God on the back burner well let me just take that back let me back back up when you're in the wrong relationship you put God on the back burner 
But when you're in the right relationship, you both are working towards the same goal, the same, you're moving in the same direction. The wind is taking you both in the same direction. You're moving closer to the Lord, you know, and if it's a right relationship, that's the direction that they're going to try to encourage you to move in is closer to the to God versus away from the Lord. Usually when we're in situations and circumstances that we should not be in with people um, in whatever it is, we usually tend to put God on the back burner. So that relationship suffers, but he's still there. He's still, he said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so in that, you know, it's sad that we are like that. I have been guilty of that more times than I care to even imagine. When things have storm, life, when life has been happening in my life, I have found myself a many a times running away from God. And God is the one consistent being that has not changed, never disappointed me, never have let me down and nothing else that I've always tend to put on the backside. Why? Because being stubborn, just, you know, not wanting to deal with what was right in front of me, not trusting him wholeheartedly with everything that he would do for me in that particular situation. And, you know, I'm gonna just share this little testimony, basically. Some years back, I had a bout with severe depression to a place of being suicide, suicidal. Um, and I wound up checking myself, excuse me, on the, on the mental ward in the hospital. Now, keep in mind, yes. Saved, sanctified, baptized, speaking in tongue, Holy Ghost filled, Robin. In the hospital on a mental ward because I did not have the desire to live anymore. Didn't want to live nothing. And I'm going to just tell you how God will use chaos and different things like that for your purpose where he's trying to take you, even though you can't see it in that particular moment, right? And so, honest to goodness, I never thought in a million years, if someone had told me that I would suffer with severe depression to a place of becoming suicidal, not wanting to live, I would have told them, you a lie. There's no truth in that. You know, things have always been a struggle for me. I'm a single mother of two kids, um, and there was a lot. I didn't feel appreciated. I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel like anyone cared for me. And I didn't feel like God cared for me. I didn't feel like he wanted, you know, I didn't feel like he cared enough to not want me to be going through this, not wanting me to feel this way. Why wasn't he fixing it? Why did it have to be me? Because a lot of times when we're going through life, and we have situations, the first thing that we do is we want to blame God for why it's like that. But sometimes that stuff is self-inflicted. Sometimes you can create your own chaos. 
And then we're looking for him to fix the chaos, but yet we don't really want to go through the process the way that we need to go through the process and go in the direction that he wants to take us in because we don't think that he knows what's best for us. Even though he's the creator of all things, he is the author and finisher of our faith. He created everything and everyone and he knows us. He knew us before we ever came into the world. And so during this time, I got on that floor and I started walking down the hallway and I didn't know what it was. It was just like, Lord, how did I end up here? But interestingly enough, just to show you that wherever you decide that you going to end up, God is going to be there. So when he says that wherever you are, I'm going to be. If you make your bed in hell, I will be there with you. That is a true statement because just to show you how God works so my nurse when I got on that floor and went behind that door and it closed on me her name was Grace and I was just like oh God okay Lord you funny but I'm not listening to you and I had to spend 24 hours on this critical side before they would move me to a non-critical side so I spent 24 hours on the critical side and Miss Grace wasn't no joke. That was just, she wasn't. But God was still there, even on the mental war with me, right? That storm, he was still right there in it with me. And so when I got to the non-critical side, my nurse over there, her name was Grace. I said, okay, Lord, <laughs> you real funny right now. I'm still not talking to you. And so that's what I mean by when there's a level of resistance in the storm, you're trying to go in a whole different direction. But God will take you right on through the pathway, right in the eye of the storm, just to get your attention. Because you're trying to go in a different direction and he's like, nope, you ain't going in that direction. And so... With water, water can drown and erode. It can be destructive. And I thought that that was interesting as well, too, because how many times have we heard about tsunamis and just different things like that flooding that have literally wiped out people's homes, um, vehicles, all kind of different things that there was such so it was so traumatic that there was a loss right hurricanes um and these tornado uh, not tornadoes but these storms that you know just are horrific that they cause so many problems and and trauma in people's lives right that they lose so many different things and honest to goodness I don't know about you I've never been in anything in that capacity but I pray that God never takes me through anything like that because I don't really know how I would process or handle it you know it's easier said than done most of the time when we're not in it or in a storm at that particular time what we would say what we would do because we're not in it right you have to be very careful about that waves can represent forthcoming events or occasions celebration emotions hidden emotions secrets and opportunity as well as threats 
Waves, now this is what I found was interesting, are caused by the wind. That's right. Let me say it again. Waves are caused by the wind. So wind actually has the ability to impact water that will create a wave. And depending on what is going on in the water will determine how high or how big or how small the wave actually can be. And so I was just like, wow. Okay, Lord, where are you going with this? And so the waves can carry you or they can bury you. And interestingly enough, when they were in the storm with Jesus in the boat, you know, he was asleep. That boat was probably rocking. That boat, The water was probably crashing and hitting all up against it. The waves was probably making that boat toss and turn and move in this direction and that direction. They couldn't get their, gather their bearings and nothing else. And a lot of times when we are in unknown territory, this storm is unknown. We are in the eye of it. We have no clue about what the outcome is going to be. We become fearful. We operate in a place like we do not recognize and realize who is in the storm with us, right? And so when a storm stirs up the sea, the sea representing life, that's just my take on it. It causes waves. The waves represent argument which can come from false and twisted thinking and it attacks our beliefs in what's true. It comes in the form of temptation and temptation is just when false thinking attempts to link up with our evil desires and convinces us that it's okay and even good to go ahead and do whatever we want. That's what temptation is. And so waves have the potential When a storm is stirring up, the waves have a potential of causing so much discord to a point where it, uh, your thinking comes under question. And a lot of times I know for me, my thoughts can get the best of me. I don't know about any of you all, but my thoughts sometimes can get the best of me. And so when you're not focused, your thinking is off track, right? And so it's kind of hard to stay focused in on who's in the eye of the storm with you when you're so busy looking at what's going on around you, right? And so my pastor today preached a message talking about, um, the title of it was Jumping to New Conclusions. And I thought that that was interesting because it fits right on in with what I'm talking about right here. Because he basically said that, A lot of times we jump to conclusions about things that are not true, which can cause you to take your focus off God's truth because of the belief that you started with. And so thank you, Pastor Stephen, for that, because it is very true. So when you're focusing on his truth, this will help strengthen your faith. So if you will take your eye off of what's going on around you and put your focus back on who's with you, 
your faith is in your faith is strengthened. It's an increase. It helps you to believe. And then those thoughts that you have, because you know, a lot of times when storms are raging, the devil don't care who he uses. And sometimes it's not always the devil. As I shared with you previous in a previous episode, that sometimes it's God trying to get your attention with because he's trying to take you in a direction to help you. And a lot of times we don't, we're not in tune with what the spirit is trying to give to us. Why? Because we're looking at it from the natural aspect when we really need to look up from the, look at it from the spiritual aspect. And so a lot of times when we take our focus off of God, that's exactly what happens. It puts us in the wrong direction. But guess what? The good thing about who God is and how much he loves us, he loves us too much to let us go down a road, but only so far before he turns us and puts us back in the right direction and back on the right path, the way he wanted to take us from the very beginning. But sometimes when that resistance come into play, all you do is prolong your process when you resist. You prolong your process. And interestingly enough, that determines how slow or how quickly you can get through that process, right? And so (laughs) I just, honest to goodness, have here lately been having a hard time trying to stay focused, right? Because there's been so many different things that has been going on, so many different changes, Um so many different things that have been going on like the situation with my son that I was talking about before the enemy knew that if he could keep my focus on that situation that I would miss the direction that God is trying to take me in and so I had to make up in my mind just this week that I was not going to allow what was going on with my son to consume or put me someplace that I didn't need to be at because that's God's business. It's no longer my business, right? And so as a parent and as a mother, it doesn't stop the fact that, you know, we want to protect our children from those things, life, especially when we know that we've been down that road that they're about to go down. We know what the results are going to be, especially when you're not leaning on God's understanding, but you're leaning on your own understanding. And so as a mother, you know, you just don't want to see your children go down that road. You don't want to see them make the same mistakes that you've made. And so you could have the greatest intention, but when the person's ear and heart is not open to receive, let me just tell you what that wind going to do. That wind going to pick up speed and shift them in a whole nother different direction. And it's going to take God to calm the storm or the sea in their life and put them back in the direction that he wanted to take them in the very beginning. And you don't really have no control over that. So when you're out there and those waves are raging, you don't have no control over the waves. It doesn't make sense, right? 
to not trust God because he has the ability to control the very thing that you cannot control. And a lot of times that's where the resistance come in to play also because we want control over the situation. Why? Because we don't think that God is capable of handling it or we want him to handle the situation the way we want him to handle the situation. And that's not how he works. That's not who he is. We don't get to determine or pick what he uses or how he uses it. And so there was a couple scriptures that I located that kind of, I think kind of ties into this, but James one and six says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. There go right there. The wind causes the waves. So either the wind will carry you or the waves can carry you but they also could bury you, right? And so depending on how you look at your situation and your circumstance will determine what, how fast or well, how slow or how fast you go through it and what direction that you go in, in it. Matthew 8, 23 through 27 was just talking about the wind and the waves. So when they were in the storm and the disciples had been with Jesus for some time at this point and well, not really a long time, but they had been with him. They had seen some things, but they still didn't believe in who he was. So when they was in the boat, the eye of this storm, these waves is rocking this boat. They fearful. They go down there and wake him up. What was he doing? He was asleep, y'all. He was resting he knew who he was. They did not know and recognize and realize that no matter where they were, no matter what they were in, they forgot who was with them in it. And that's how we do. We forget that God is right there with us in it, no matter what it is. And so he got up and he was just like, okay, where's y'all faith at? What you so fearful for? You know, and he told the storm and the wind and the waves, he said, peace, be still. A lot of times that's all we need to do. We need to just speak to the storm because we know who's in it with us. Right. Peace, be still. So when you know who's with you in the eye of the storm, you should be able to rest. We need to know how to rest in the storm because God is with us. And all we have to do is speak to it. And as long as we believe in faith and do not doubt, it has to cease because of the authority we have in Jesus. A lot of times we forget that we have authority in Jesus. And so this morning when I got, as I was, I think I was fighting in my sleep last night. <laughs> um, tossing and turning like a wave tossing and turning um, and then I just got up this morning and God began to talk to me and so what the spirit said was was that sometimes the wind can change the direction and you never know it's about to happen and that is just like how God works in our lives you never know what direction he will do a thing or you will not know who he will use 
or sending your life when you are in a storm. That's another thing too. God will use whatever, whomever to come and help you to be a support system, to be, to give you a word, to be a blessing or whatever the case might be. And a lot of times when we're so focused in on the storm that's going on around us that we don't, we miss the blessing in the storm. Right. And so, um, the wind is something we can't see, but we know it exists because we can feel it. And that is just like the Holy spirit. We can't see him, but we know he's there. Will you believe in what you can't see or what you can see because waves are something we can see? Or will you change your view, your focus or your perception about your storm because you believe in who is with you even though you can't see him or you or will you be consumed by what you can see? And so I was just like, okay, Lord. I'm not really trying, I don't know about any of you all, but I'm not really trying to be consumed by what I can see. I'm trying to believe and focus on who I can't see. And he's in us. His spirit is in us. He is in us. He goes everywhere that we go. We take him everywhere that we go. And so interestingly enough, a lot of times when you take your focus off of God this is what happens you have these storms and sometimes they're back to back it's like they just won't stop and we know that at the end of every storm there's the sun is going to come out that there's you know that there's clear skies ahead right and so we have to just learn to take our focus off of what we can't see. I mean, I'm sorry. Take our focus off of what we can see and put it on what we can't see. And so, you know, I really do hope that you guys have gotten something out of this. And this was the other thing that pastors said in his message today to just kind of, I want to leave you with this. Don't trip slash stumble on things that are not true so you can focus on the one who's in the storm with you i'm gonna leave you with that and let that just marinate in your spirit um and to be honest with you you know i didn't even know how this was going to go i didn't know how this was going to come out and i don't even know why at the last minute my topic was changed But I knew that I had to be obedient to what the spirit was telling me to do at that point, because truly obedience is better than sacrifice. Right. And so take your eye off of what you can see and put it back on who's with you in it. And that's God. So before I sign off, there's a couple things that I just kind of want to share with you. So um, I have a book. Because as I stated before, I'm a self-published author. But the second edition of my book is coming back out. And it will be out in January 2021. You guys, save the date. January the 11th, 2021. 
The rebirth of broken to be or not to be. That is the question is the title of my book. It's coming back out. And with that, I am going to be hosting um, as a precursor virtual sipping chats. And if you follow me on social media, please, 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 please share my information with friends, family, um, people that you might know it might benefit um, because I'm going to be very raw, very real in these sipping chats. You can ask questions. So I'm going to go live um, and I'm just going to just, this is like a precursor. So the podcast really is a precursor to the rebirth, the second edition of my book coming out in January of next year. And before I leave you all today, um, you do know that the podcast is now available on these platforms. Anchor, of course, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Public. Again, I am your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for tuning in. Be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.